1: Hour number three of the morning after on this Monday, right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Hour number three, each and every weekday here on TMA, is known as Happy Hour. And you might be thinking to yourself, on a Monday, are you serious? Well, following divisional weekend in the NFL, everything seems very very happy right now the best weekend of football we have seen in quite some time and possibly ever all four games on divisional weekend all decided on the final play of the game capped off last night in kansas city inside arrowhead with what might have been the best football game we have ever seen the first game up on sunday afternoon As we continue to look around the NFL throughout the divisional weekend. As we do this here in our West Coast wake-up portion. Where we welcome in our West Coast audience. As we do every single third hour here on Happy Hour on the morning after. We focus on the first game up on Sunday. Between the Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A welcome to our West Coast audience for sure. Because the Rams held on in that football game although it got very very dicey in the second half about midway through the third quarter los angeles had a 27 to 3 lead over tom brady in tampa bay it seemed like that was it game over the rams fumbled the ball four times in this game and still held on for a victory tampa stormed all the way back in the second half in the final quarter and a half with 42 seconds left Tied the game at 27 after a cam Akers fumble on a running play that might have given them a first down to ice the game right there instead tampa bay takes advantage tom brady leads the comeback 27 seconds left under a minute left seems like we're destined for overtime but then matthew stafford and cooper cup do what they have done all season long the connection in this first year as the two Playing together in Los Angeles, as prolific as it ever has been. Two plays, 64 yards in total. Two Cooper Cup that set up a 30-yard game-winning field goal for Matt Gay as time expires. And Los Angeles holds on for the victory. Coming back after losing the lead and winning 30-27. to Winning outright as a three-point underdog yesterday on the road in Tampa. The over-under of 48.5 goes over the Rams only an underdog three times so far this season including yesterday and they have won all three of those games outright including two matchups against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Bucs only lost two games at home all year long one of them yesterday in the divisional round against the LA Rams so now there will be some speculation moving forward this offseason for tom brady and his future he is 44 years old his birthday is in early august he will be 45 years old by the time we get to the next nfl season tom said yesterday he's not thinking to that point right now he will take some time to decompress in that post-game press conference he mentioned he wasn't thinking past five minutes from that very moment i personally do not believe that tom brady is done i don't think he will go out unceremoniously following a loss in the postseason and not letting us know this might be his final trip. I do think there could be a point throughout this offseason where Tom Brady declares this upcoming season for the Buccaneers will be his final in the NFL. But I do not think it's time for Tom Brady to hang up the cleats just yet. I mean, he set records this year in the NFL. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here, the third and final very happy hour right here on on sports good you're listening on Sirius XM channel 159 our terrestrial radio affiliates as well I'm Ben Stevens and this is our west coast wake up we welcome in our west coast audience by catching you up on what you might have missed up until this point of the show a divisional round recap especially that first game on Sunday yesterday the Rams blowing a 27 to 3 lead fumbling the football and losing it four times and yet winning the football game 30 to 27 to host the NFC Championship game at SoFi Stadium this upcoming Sunday against a very familiar divisional opponent. The San Francisco 49ers coming off the upset win on Saturday against the Packers will now face the Rams for the third time this season. Of course, divisional foes always play each other twice in the regular season. Now this will be the third meeting with a conference championship on the line. An interesting tidbit here for the Rams who will host this NFC Championship game on Sunday inside SoFi. If they win, they'll play in their own home stadium for Super Bowl 56 as well. Could be a very familiar and friendly setting for the Rams in two hugely impactful football games to end out their season. It will be the case, certainly, for the conference title game against the Niners as we look forward to Sunday. The Rams, a three and a half point favorite right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The over under. 46 and a half in the two regular season matchups against the niners the rams were a three and a half point favorite and they lost both of those games outright the niners winning both games as an underdog outright against the rams this year san francisco has won three straight games as an underdog outright now into the postseason you see those two results for the 2021 regular season san francisco winning both of those contests in fact the niners have won six straight games against the los angeles rams and the niners have won seven of the 10 matchups against the rams since kyle shanahan and sean McVay became the head coaches of these two organizations we look at what was the best football game i have ever seen the chiefs and the bills coming up next here on the grid sure you can say it's recency bias but I will stand by this take for quite some time the Chiefs in the Bills last night at Arrowhead to round out the divisional round was the best football game I have ever seen this is the morning after on a Monday on sports grid Sirius XM channel 159 and I am Ben Stevens but what perspective do we need right now who do we need to hear from that would be Carrington Harrison who is there in Kansas City Missouri In the thick of all the excitement right now. Carrington, a sports talk radio host for 6'10 to score in Kansas City. Joining us now to recap the best football game I've ever seen. Carrington, was it the best football game you've ever seen?
2: I mean, it certainly was up there. I mean, I still would put the Patriots and Giants Super Bowl ahead of it. I'd actually probably put USC and Texas ahead of it. You remember that Rose Bowl game back when Reggie Bush lateral to nobody. I'm still mad about that because I really wanted that USC team to win the championship. But no, it's certainly over there. I mean, it's definitely the best game that Arrowhead's ever seen. It's one of the best games in the history of the NFL. And unfortunately, only one team could win. I thought Josh Allen played exceptionally well. It's very difficult to see that guy play and not think that he's not going to win at least one or two Super Bowls at some point in his career. But as we've seen basically over the last three years at the end, Patrick Mahomes made just enough plays for them to win.
1: Carrington, we have said and we talked about this game entering the weekend, a one and a half point spread an over under of 54 points. Just based on the odds, we expected this game to be an absolute marquee matchup. And often when you have those high expectations, they don't necessarily live up to what we see on the actual field. So that it did and probably exceeded our expectations. How do you sum up what you saw last night at Arrowhead?
2: That's a really good point because there certainly was a lot of hype and buildup towards this game. And, you know, I thought it was the game of the weekend. I came in with you guys and you thought it was the game of the weekend and it certainly lived up to the billing and the hype. I would say the biggest takeaway is we now have stepped forward into the future of the quarterback position in the National Football League as we're debating what Brady's going to do moving forward as we're probably seeing either this is going to be the last year or next year, the end of Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers didn't advance in the postseason for basically the 13th consecutive year. We're seeing the future of the quarterback position right now with, I think if you kind of look at it with with Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, we're going to be seeing some combination of those three quarterbacks in these kind of games for years to come.
1: And when you look at those stats, the back and forth last night between these two quarterbacks, was absolutely astounding and I think now Carrington we have the bar set for what too much time left is for Patrick Mahomes that would be 13 seconds because that's all that Patrick and the Chiefs offense needed to get into field goal position to set up the game tying field goal off the right leg of Harrison Butker what did you see on that final possession both I guess from a Bill's point of view and obviously the Chiefs execution offensively
2: I mean there were three things number one the squib kick you at least have to squib kick it and potentially run off three to four seconds of time so when Kansas City gets it, it's nine seconds or ten seconds. That's number one. Number two, Ben, there's two offensive players on the Chiefs you need to stop, right? Who are they?
1: Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey.
2: Then how do they get the two catches to get you in field goal range? Like, they were willing to concede 30 yards to Tyreek Hill. He gets down, timeout. And then the very next play, how of all people on the Chiefs roster is Travis Kelsey the one that's running free? He's just open in the middle of the field for a 20-yard catch to get you in field goal range. Now, I'm no defensive coordinator. I'm not sure Leslie Frazier is great. Maybe he'll be a head coach again in the National Football League and all of that. But how on the last possession of the game with the quote-unquote number one scoring defense, we leave the two most dangerous offensive weapons in the game wide open in the middle of the field to get him in the field goal range. It makes absolutely no sense. I'm still perplexed, befuddled, hoodwinked, bamboozled, all of those words.
1: 25 combined points between the two teams in the final one minute and 54 seconds of regulation. It was un real feeder and now carrington as we look forward this will be the fourth straight season that your city kansas city is hosting an afc championship game what does that say to you about this chiefs franchise both right now in the past and of course moving forward
2: that's a great question i think we're in the middle of one of the greatest runs in the history of the national football league like you're seeing a team right now in kansas city that you can pretty safely say now Since Tom Brady's last Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs have now been the best team in the AFC for three consecutive seasons. Now, you still got to play this AFC championship game, and I certainly have respect for Cincinnati, but they're coming into Kansas City as a touchdown underdog. I don't know a lot of people who are going to be picking Cincinnati to go on the road and win this game that – For a three-year span, we've seen Kansas City play in some of the biggest games in NFL history and also to win some of the biggest games in NFL history. I think that's what it says. And I don't like really throwing the dynasty word around, but if you go to four straight AFC championship games, you go to three Super Bowls and potentially win two of them, you at least can start to have the conversation of arguing you a dynasty. I mean, that's a run that we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, the Patriots of basically the last 20 years. There's not many teams in the history of the league that are going to be able to match the on-the-field success Kansas City has had as they are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now
1: which is crazy, too, when you kind of conceptualize all of that based on the past four years, what still lies ahead in the present this season, and the fact that Patrick Mahomes is still just 26 years old. So, yes, the present, very bright. The future continues to be that way for Kansas City. A Cincinnati team that you respect. There was an AFC North team earlier in the postseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You didn't have a lot of respect for and We saw that play out in the opening game of this postseason. But it was a Bengals team in Cincinnati week number 17 of the regular season that knocked off the Chiefs as an underdog to clinch the AFC North what do you take away from that game Carrington and do you expect to see something similar on Sunday in KC
2: I mean, I think we know that Cincinnati is going to score points in this game. With Burrow and Jamar Chase, I mean, they're going to score. Just what we saw from Kansas City's defense. Like, there's no reason to think Kansas City's defense is stopping Cincinnati by any means. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jamar Chase had one of the five best wide receiver days we've seen in the history of the league. And at 250 yards receiving against Kansas City. I thought there were a couple controversial calls over the course of the game that kind of extended it for Cincinnati. I just think the Chiefs are better than the Bengals. I think the Bengals have had a great season. One thing I will say about Cincinnati is every time I look at them, I think, oh, well, they've had a nice season, but this is where it ends. Then they win in the first round. Then I'm thinking, ah, it's a nice season. They go on the road and play Tennessee. They had the bye week. Derek Henry's coming back. They win that game. I mean, this would be one of the biggest upsets in the history of the league if Cincinnati goes on the road and wins this game.
1: I mean, a seven-point spread is an indication that who knows if the Bengals or the Chiefs cover, but that spread itself, Kansas City certainly expected to win the AFC Championship for a third straight year and get to the Super Bowl for a third straight season. What do you want to see quickly here, Carrington, defensively from the Chiefs against the Bengals that was a little bit better than last night against the Bills and mainly Gabriel Davis?
2: help on jamar chase i mean there was a third and 24 in the first matchup between these two teams and they're running cover zero with jamar chase against Charvarius ward you don't gotta be buddy ryan or bill belichick to know that's a terrible idea you can let t higgins beat you you can let tyler boyd beat you you cannot let jamar chase beat you for a second consecutive time
1: carrington harrison a man of the people out in kansas city last night for a whopping 45 minutes to take part (laughs) in the celebration. But we're glad to have you here on a Monday, Carrington. Thank you so much for your time. A sports radio host for 610 Sports Radio there in KC. Carrington, as always, thank you for your perspective. The one man I wanted to talk to more than most on this Monday.
2: Ben, I appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot for having me today.
1: Of course. Thank you very much for your time. As always, the Chiefs, a seven-point favorite. in the fourth consecutive AFC title game played in Kansas City, this upcoming weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll look back on this weekend from a prop perspective in a couple of plays for this Monday with FanDuel's Tom Vecchio. Stay with us here on The Grid.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid radio on Sirius XM, and all across the Sports Grid network, I'm Ben Stevens. Now very pleased to welcome back onto the show, as we do pretty much every Monday, FanDuel's Tom Vecchio, joining us here to look back at the divisional round, look forward to conference championship weekend, and then in the interim, a couple of plays for your Monday night as well. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. How great was the football this
2: weekend?
3: Thanks for having me. It was one of the wildest weekends I can possibly remember over the past 10 or 15 years. It seemed like, you know, especially the, the last game with the Chiefs and the Bills reminded me of that. Uh, was it a Monday night or Sunday night game from like two or three years ago? It was Chiefs at Rams when it finished like yeah. 50 to 45 like that's It had that feeling and then every game had some level of just extreme excitement. So it was phenomenal across the board.
1: So, Tom, let's start with the prop perspective from this past weekend. You see the game between the Chiefs and the Bills. You probably could have taken any over in that game, maybe outside of Stefan Diggs or Devin Singletary's rushing yards prop in hit. We saw a couple of snoozers, at least offensively, on Saturday, and then a very interesting game to begin Sunday's contest between the Rams and the Buccaneers. So where did you find some profitability in the prop market this past
3: weekend? Uh, I was actually on a lot of unders this weekend. I was on the under for the first game between the Bengals, just the game under for that. I was on the under for the 49ers and the Packers. I was on the under for Tannehill, under for Tyler Johnson, a lot of unders this week. I just didn't see a lot of these games getting uh, super high scoring. I had Singletary anytime touchdown, Singletary uh, first uh, score. So it it was a good weekend overall for me, but You know, I think looking forward, we have to not only evaluate what we saw from the teams most recently, but also look back to what we saw from their matchups because both of these teams or both of the games saw matchups previously in the season. So I think we are going to have like a really, really good base to draw from when it comes to sample size, especially for the Rams and the 49ers of the past few seasons.
1: Right. Divisional foes, the Rams and the Niners have played each other twice this year. The Bengals and the Chiefs met not all that long ago, the second to last week. Of the nfl regular season back in week 17 in cincinnati so tom you mentioned the idea of taking some unders this weekend and i think when we get to this point especially now with only two weekends left for nfl this year the lines are very very sharp so the edges are harder to come by but still the casual sports better naturally wants to bet and over whether that's a game total or even a prop yardage total so when your handicapping starts to change at this time is that what causes you to look more on the under side of things
3: it does i i also think that we need to you know look at the offenses and how they operate like when push comes to shove for the chiefs like they're not going to be running the ball they're going to be passing the ball so you know taking the under on mahomes is always a little bit dangerous you know you want to be taking the over that's what you expect so I generally lean towards right. the over when it comes to the consistent plays, but when it comes to some of the secondary players, like a Tyler Johnson, as I said, for you know the Buccaneers, like I'm not expecting too much from him. We know the Bucs would lean on Gronk. They would lean on Mike Evans, uh, lean a little bit on the rushing game. So those secondary and tertiary players are not going to be seeing a whole lot, so that's where I lean on the under. I also think it's the playoffs are going to be seeing things played a little bit tighter, as we do in the NBA, leaning towards mm-hmm. the unders in the playoffs. Uh, during that time so I think we have to take a grand look at things but then break it down like team by team you know player by player what are we actually seeing from them in terms of production
1: so still pretty early in this week before we look for uh, forward to conference championship weekend on Sunday but you mentioned that sample size we have against the same opponent in a matchup we have seen at least one time this year and for the Niners and the Rams twice so far this season. So where does your handicapping begin as we start to approach this upcoming Sunday?
3: So we're obviously at a, a lack of props for both of these games. So I'll wait for those to get posted. I think, you know, the over the over under in the Cincinnati and Kansas City game is spot on you know, the seven points. I think it's a little bit much for Kansas City. I prefer it was at six or six and a half, but I understand why it's at seven. I have a little bit more interest in when it comes to the Rams and the 49ers. I would side with the 49ers right from the jump, although obviously the Rams offense has been immense. And if, Garoppolo plays like he did, all things considered in this most recent game, I don't think the 49ers stand a chance. So I think they have to slow the game down, kind of make it a bit of an ugly game, not allow the Rams offense to fly out there. Uh, so I like the uh, the 49ers from the jump, but we have to wait to see a little if there's some line moving, et cetera, et cetera, and then jump into the prop market as soon as those are posted, trying to get as much value as possible before you know the players yardage shifts.
1: And I think, honestly, because we have seen these two games play out already, at least once this season, you can start to correlate things in the prop market to game flow and game script. And we know that the Niners have had success against the Rams this year and as an underdog by not really putting the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands and trying to run the football with as much success as possible. So then maybe you look at Debo Samuel or Elijah Mitchell in the prop market. Meanwhile, we know Cincinnati is going to have to score as they did in that first matchup against KC, winning 34-31. So you can maybe lean to Joe Burrow in that passing attack, and Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, and then, of course, Kansas City props offensively were very profitable this weekend as well. So, Tom, until we get to this weekend, and still until we see those props out and really start to dive into those numbers, a couple of plays for this Monday. Let's begin on the ice because you're a man of many talents. Where are you looking in the NHL tonight?
3: That starts with Johnny Goudreau of the Calgary Flames to score a goal tonight, sitting at plus 205. Uh, his production right now, I want to say is good, but it's not great. And he comes in at least for the month of January. He's taking nearly four shots per game. He's on the first forward line. He's on the first power play. It's going up against the St. Louis Blues. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the Blues are a really average defense overall. They're not horrible. They're not amazing. His production, as I said, Goudreau's production is a bit lacking right now, and it. Reminds me of a bit of a player that's, you know, failing to hit home runs, which is, you know, something I know a little bit about. And it's as yeah. if I looked at a home run hitter and they're having all this hard contact, they're having all these fly balls, they're having high exit velocity, they're just not score, or they're not hitting home runs. And that's where I correlate to Johnny Gaudreau right now, where he's on the first forward line, first power play, he's taking all these shot attempts, all these shots on the goal, he just doesn't have a whole lot of goals to show for so a player that is this gifted offensively at plus 205 is a spot that I'm 100% looking tonight.
1: When Tom says he knows a little something about home runs and maybe home run props, that's because he is known as the home run prop king. And in a very volatile market where the expected outcome is hard to pin down, somehow Tom Becchio does so with regular ability throughout the the Major League Baseball season so I love the point in correlating that to Johnny e. Goudreau tonight in this NHL game that we have on this Monday night slate also not just the NHL or the home run prop king or the handicapping from an NFL prop perspective but in the NBA as well let's begin because you have two picks today with a prop and looking at the very talented rookie for the Oklahoma City Thunder in Josh Giddey where do you think the
3: value is on Josh Giddy tonight in the prop market? That would be with the over 19.5 points and assists combined. No rebounds in this one, just points and assists. He's gotten over in seven of his last 11 games. Uh, Strong offensive role for him. He's got a 22.8% offensive usage rate, which is second among their starters behind, of course, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And, you know, this matchup against the Bulls, I want to say, is a little bit better than some people realize. You know, Zach Levine might be back in the lineup for the Bulls tonight, but they're still without Lonzo Ball. They're without Alex Caruso. Their depth is being tested right now, and we see the Bulls struggling a little bit. So I like OKC to cover tonight. I like, I know Josh Kiddy to go over on his points and assists. And I think there's a very very straightforward play. Uh just a high usage rate. Even if the, you know, OKC loses this game, we could certainly still see him uh you know coming out ahead of the 19 and a half, the over on the points and assists.
1: OKC a 2 point home underdog tonight against the Chicago Bulls. The Oklahoma City Thunder as an underdog against the number this year 28 15 and 1. ATS one of the most profitable teams when booked as an underdog in the entire NBA another side that you like for the NBA action on this Monday the NBA's best team in the Phoenix Suns laying a big number right now you had it at 10 earlier Tom I think last check on FanDuel it is now down to the Suns laying nine tonight still liking backing the favorite here in Phoenix
3: yeah the jazz are simply a mess right now uh hit by the injury bug whatever you want to call it donovan mitchell is in the league's concussion protocol he's already been ruled out the jazz are on the second night of a back-to-back and last night mike conley left the game a little bit early he returned wasn't uh, noted what his injury was right it's an ankle a knee a back regardless if he was fully healthy they're still in the back-to-back mike conley's getting up there in age he's been known as a player who does rest on a back-to-back also after last night's game Rudy Gobert diagnosed with a calf strain. Bojan Bogdanovic diagnosed with a knee contusion, and their status are both up in the air. So four starters potentially out for the Jazz on the road against the Suns, as you just mentioned, the league's best team. This is a spot that I absolutely want to go. We see the Suns; they're 24 and 18 uh, ATS this season at home. They're 25 and 10 overall. So I like the Suns tonight. Like this is a uh, a secondary roster potentially for the Jazz. So. Whether it's 10, whether it's 9, whether it's 11, I'm going to be interested in the Suns tonight.
1: And the Suns have won six straight. They're in a very familiar spot as a favorite. They have been booked as a favorite 41 times this NBA season 23 in 18 against the spread. A strong indication when a team is booked often as a favorite and still covering numbers more than a majority of the time, they're a pretty darn good basketball team. And Tom Vecchio, one of the darn best at handicapping the prop market for us and all of the perspectives you need for a profitable week, whether on this Monday night or looking forward to conference championship weekend. Tom, it felt weird not talking Monday night football with you, but we still appreciate your time on the morning after on this Monday for sure.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. Monday, uh, Monday night football is done, but we're in a good spot to you know close the year strong in NFL.
1: Certainly so. And you gave us some great handicapping tidbits to take forward in those tips in a conference championship weekend as well tom becchio as always thank you so very much more of the morning after is on the other side of the break here on a monday on tma we round it out with our advisor our sportsbook conciliary dave sharapan joins the show next
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM. Channel 159 and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens, the best divisional round in the history of the NFL postseason, at least in my humble opinion, at least in the last decade or two, helping us make sense of it all. It is the man we call our advisor, our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan, joining us here on a Monday. And although it is nighttime in Pittsburgh, and although we will start with the Sunday nightcap that might have been the best football game ever between the Chiefs and the Bills, want to give a shout out to Dave Sharapan look at the fit today looks like Joe Burrow out there with the sunglasses on the Bengals hat and even a Reds jersey so we'll highlight Cincinnati and then return to the AFC championship game we'll talk about their win over the Titans but Dave why don't you explain to us why you love the sunglasses so much well I mean you
4: love Joe Burrow and what he did he got yeah. sacked nine times Benjamin kept getting up and got the win and that yeah was the appetizer to the whole weekend i'm still recovering from what went on i i i cannot that's believe. what the sunglasses yeah i'm I, well it was a long day it was a long day and some days <laughs> you know after them long days you gotta you know you gotta cover it up it's a veteran vegas move you gotta wear the sunglasses yep. pretty much the whole day the next day so yeah man um It's just, I don't know how to put into words what we saw. I really don't. Right. Um, I know from an excitement standpoint, off the charts, from a handle standpoint, off the charts, from, you know, being in a sports book and energy was fantastic. I I hope the games this week remotely come close. Remotely.
1: I mean, we hope right super wild card weekend was maybe not the most super ever but then it yeah. led to the best divisional weekend ever all four games decided on the final play of the game and of course capped off last night inside Arrowhead Stadium in prime time in Kansas City the Chiefs winning in overtime 42 36 over the Buffalo Bills Dave I have said multiple times on this program on this Monday it was the best football game I have ever seen I have also echoed what you have said that it's hard to try to sum it up in a word or in a couple of sentences and describe truly what we saw but how do you best do that to your abilities maybe from a sports book perspective in a wild back and forth game between the Chiefs and bills.
4: I was trying to keep up with the in game. I couldn't even keep up with the in game. It was the swings were incredible. They. They each threw for almost 200 yards after the two-minute warning to the fourth quarter. It was – I I mean, I've seen some really good football games, um, and that's top three of all time. Just the way it felt all the whole game. It just – they were trading shots back and forth. But, I mean, four touchdowns for Allen, three touchdowns for Mahomes, no picks. I still don't understand this QB rating thing, but I know those numbers are ridiculous. They're perfect. They're, they're so good. Um, it <laughs> – I didn't want it to end, to be perfectly honest, but I thought, uh-oh, no. as soon as Mahomes started driving, um, I was like, this one – they're they're going to win this thing with a touchdown. The game flew over the total. Um, the Chiefs the only favorite to cover, and – at some point the bills are going to get over this hump but does it like josh allen is right there the bills are right there squib it yeah. just 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 squib the kick maybe i don't know i don't want to I, I, I don't want to do anything negative from that game no. but man oh man it was an incredible football game
1: I mean, it seems as though Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, the Bills versus the Chiefs is going to be a staple of our lives for the next decade or so in the AFC postseason. And if we get anything close to what we got last night, or really the last three times these teams have met, it is going to be absolutely incredible in every iteration. It was last night in Arrowhead. And Dave, you mentioned it. The Chiefs, the only favorite and the only home team to win and cover this weekend. From a sportsbook perspective. First off, when you see the line last night at only a point and a half. And an over under of 54 points. Do you look at yourselves and in the risk room and you're like, huh, we're in store for a great football game?
4: Oh, I talked about it all week. Hoping and thinking that. And then once you get there, after the Tampa and the Rams game, you're like, wow, what in the world do we need to happen now? Because everything that's rolled rolls to this game. And you go, Whoo, man, if all these dogs come in for the first time in history, would have been the first time in history that all four uh, divisional playoff dogs would have won outright. At parlay, paid about 28 to 1. So mm. the books would have taken a little bit of a shot for people that did it. Um, I'm sure the boys were all like, Hey, you know, we actually need the chiefs and they probably needed over a little bit because the number opened at 55. I called it the speed limit game last week. The total's 55. You don't see it very often. And it's, you know, it's tough to go over, but when you do, um, you know, the bag monies came in on the under and then that first game happened. I think that influenced people's mindsets coming in on the Chiefs and Bills. I think they bet yep. the dog. I mean that you saw the number come down and then late, late that movement came. Cause it was like, wait a second. Yeah. I get the Chiefs at home, Mahomes at home in the playoff game, and it's less than two. I can lay one and a half. So yeah. you know, but in the room you're just like, man, just, just 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 give me a good game. And then you got all of that and more.
1: So, Dave, let's go to the team on your lid right now, the Cincinnati yes. Bengals, who upset the Tennessee Titans to start the weekend of the road, underdogs prevailing with a last-second kick as time expired. The Bengals beating the Titans 19-16, to 16, and now go to Arrowhead this upcoming Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. A seven-point spread for the AFC Championship game between Cincinnati and and Kansas City is that a rather lofty spread in your mind for an AFC or just conference championship game in general.
4: I mean in general yeah you know usually at this point you don't have a touchdown favorite um, but what could you make it and get two way action. I, I mean yeah you can't make it more because you're going to get people to back the Bengals and Burrow and everything that they got going on. And if you make it less, you know you're gonna you're gonna get the Chiefs money early. And I I I don't uh, think that you could go wrong either way. You just got to kind of determine where you want to take the bets first, and then as the limits open up. Although this is it, man. Two games left for a Sunday, so you open the limits up or sooner. So, I mean, it's a good line. You know, the total's 53-and-a-half, 54. Ooh, man, are we going to see another high-scoring game? We just saw this game in Cincinnati a few weeks ago. And Cincinnati, which I like to call them, Mm -hmm. won the game. I mean, they traded shots with them. The Chiefs traded shots with the Bills. The Bills beat them first. Chiefs won, you know, the second matchup. ay aye aye. ay did we do it again? I mean, is this – does the Chiefs just – they're taking notes. Uh, yeah, you guys won 34-31. Thanks. Now you come to our place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hope so, right, Dave, because you know that the Bengals have enough offensively to hopefully keep pace in this game. And it's an over-under now that's already up to 54-and-a-half on the FanDuel Sportsbook. book. Huh. And so you would think offense is going to be on display again for the first game up of Conference Championship Weekend on Sunday. The AFC title game for a fourth consecutive season inside Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. On the other side, Dave Sharapan in the NFC. It was a wild Sunday across the board that got started with the Rams leading the Bucks 27-3 midway through the third quarter. And then it seemed like the inevitable was going to happen. Tom Brady coming back to win a division-around football game, to advance to a conference championship game. Tied it up at 27 with 42 seconds left, <laughs> but then Kahooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have the last laugh, and a Matt Gay 30-yard field goal wins it for the Rams to send them back to Los Angeles to host the NFC championship game. When you watched that game yesterday between the Buccaneers and the Rams, were you thinking, oh, we are in store for a great Sunday and division weekend?
4: Uh, when it started. And then halfway through the first quarter, or halfway through the second quarter, I was like, man, this is the end. Is this the end? Is This this, this looks like the end. And then they scored the touchdown to get down 27-13. And I thought, nah, oh, this, this really can't happen again, can it? Can this happen again? <laughs> and then the missed field goal, short yeah. from not that far away, what? Wait a second. There's not even enough time. They can't do this. Wait a second. He's open. What? Touchdown. It's 27 to 20. Just get a first down. Oh, no, we don't just not even get a first down. We fumbled a ball. It's tied. I'm like, I thought it was, I thought the Buccaneers were going to win. I really, at that point, yeah. thought the Buccaneers were going to win. And then you see Cooper Cup running and that ball going up, and I'm going, this this you got Cooper Cupped again. Everybody's props won. Everybody's everything you had with Cooper Cup got paid. The total went over. It was a dead under. You had it nailed. If you had under, he just lost. Um, Cooper Cup is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, last week he got kicked in the cup when he didn't get there. This week everybody's raising their cup. In you know, uh, thank you. Toast to him for cashing all the tickets. Nine receptions over, receiving yards 183 over. He scored a touchdown, of course, again. So, you know, the Rams move on and they get to play the Niners again. We get another matchup in L.A.
1: Come on, you can't even make this stuff up, man. Can't make it up. Dave. Third time, and we only have about a minute left here. Third time this year between the Niners and the Rams. The first two spreads, three and a half points in favor of LA. Right now, three and a half points for the spread in favor of LA for the NFC title game. Your early impressions for that NFC championship between these two divisional opponents. It's
4: fun to make the lines when you already got the, the, the uh, all, all the information. Would it close? Three and mm. a half. Use it again. Three and a half. 46 and a half, 47. It's easy. It's fun. Yep. Um. Man, San Francisco basically stole that game. They stole that game. They blocked the field goal. They blocked the punt. What? They're playing for the NFC championship, and you're getting more than a field goal? You know the bad guy's going to be on the Niners again. Again. This team is not going away. I mean, They're
1: not going away, Ben. First two games first two games dave share the niners as a three and a half point underdog winning outright the dogs might be barking and the sunglasses are on once again our sportsbook inciliary dave share as always thank you very much for your time you're the best have a good rest of the day sir you are the best have a great rest of your week we round out the show with our best bet up next what a monday it has been here on the morning after on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm and all across the sports grid network i am ben stevens a monday mostly dedicated to looking back on the best weekend of football we may have ever possibly seen divisional weekend 2022 in the nfl four games all decided on the final play of the game that set up conference championship weekend this upcoming sunday football will be the focus all week but tonight we don't have any football no monday night football game so where do we go in this sports landscape now void of football for a couple of days well we turn to college hoops so before we say farewell and before we say goodbye it's time for our best bet in college basketball tonight it is time for bye 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 a top 20 tilt in the big 12 conference number seven kansas hosts number 18 texas tech tonight in lawrence right now ku a six and a half point favorite the over under total has come down a tad from earlier in the morning when it was 140 now to a total of 138 that frustrates me slightly i loved it at 140 in college sports when you see line movement It's a good indication often of where the line is working toward and what the right side might be. But we don't want to work really after the line has moved too much. So still at 138 for an over-under. I still like the under tonight between Texas Tech and Kansas. If it drops down a little bit more, then I would get a little bit more squeaky of that number. But as it stands, Texas Tech, the fourth-best Uh, fourth most efficient defense in all of college basketball kansas the third most efficient offense but texas tech this is one of the highest totals for them this last month they are a great basketball team i think they keep it under that total tonight against the kansas jayhawks the morning after each and every weekday 9 a.m right here on the grid i'm ben stevens we'll talk to everybody tomorrow